Welcome to Daily Drive Time Devotions. This is day five. We'll look together through James chapter two. We talked yesterday, began to talk about what James says in verse 26. As the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without deeds is dead. And I told you yesterday, I wanted to look at the answers yesterday and today to look at the questions about this. Because I know many of you have questions about what James is talking about here. Here and also up in verse 24 where he talked about Abraham being, well, the phrase he uses is, is justified by his faith, but also by his works. What is he talking about? Aren't we only justified by grace? Is there any way that we can be justified by anything that we have done? Well, well, of course not, not before God, because we're all imperfect. We've all sinned. It's by Jesus that we're justified. So what is James talking about here when he says, faith without deeds is dead? And let's just walk through this little by little. First of all, as people look at what James has to say in James chapter 2, they often compare it to Paul and say, it looks like maybe James and Paul disagree. In fact, Martin Luther was so disturbed by this, what Paul had said about salvation by grace alone was so important in his life, they had a very hard time with the book of James. He actually called it the epistle of straw. He just couldn't, he couldn't come to grips with what James was talking about here. Do Paul and James really disagree? Well, if you want to do a deeper study of this, read Romans 3.28 and then read James chapter 2, verses 14 and 24. And you'll see that although they may seem to disagree at the beginning, the truth of the matter is they're just talking about the same thing from two different perspectives because of two different needs. It's, it's very clear that James believes in grace. You can look at chapter 1, verse 21, chapter 4, verse 6. He believes that we're saved by grace. And it's also very clear that Paul believed in works, not, not the kind of works that save you, but the works that result from our salvation. In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, Paul talks about the fact that, well, verses 8 and 9, he said that it's by grace that we're saved through faith. It's not by our works, not by anything that we have done. But then in verse 10, he says, for we are his workmanship, created to do good works, which God prepared beforehand. So Paul believed in working out what God has worked into us by grace. Jesus believed in grace resulting in works. Uh, he talks about it all through the scriptures, all through his teaching, that we need to have God's grace in our lives. It's only by grace that we're saved, but that results in us living out a new and different kind of life. Now, what's the difference between James and Paul? Well, Paul dwells on the source of faith, which is grace, and James is, is dwelling on the, he's focusing on the fruit of our faith, the results of our faith, which is good works but they both believed in both. It's interesting that, that Paul uses the expression rich in good works in 1 Timothy 6.18, and James uses the expression rich in faith in chapter 2, verse 5. They both believed in faith and works, and both believed in how they worked together. It's just a different emphasis. Paul emphasized that faith resulted in works, and James emphasizes the works that result from faith. Now, why, why a different emphasis? Because they were battling different battles. Paul, as he wrote, was battling a false teaching, and James, as he wrote, was battling a false teaching. Paul was battling legalistic believers, people who believed that if you just do enough good things, that somehow through that you would attain salvation. And he's saying there is no way that is true. It's by grace alone that you attain salvation. James was battling a group of what I would call philosophical believers, they had come to the understanding that if you just thought good thoughts about God, just thought thoughts about faith, then somehow that would bring you to a place of trust in God. The truth of the matter is, 
if I have a kind of faith that doesn't make any difference in my life, then something is deeply wrong in my life. And James has taken, taken on that battle. And because they had different battles, they used words in ways that meant different things. When, when, when Paul talks about works, you can't be saved by works, he's talking about the Jewish laws, the laws of the Old Testament. When James talks about works, he's talking about a Christian lifestyle, that which results from our faith, different focus, one on the root of our salvation, grace, that's Paul, the other on the fruit of our salvation, the works that work out in our lives because we're saved, that's James. That's why they're looking at this from different perspectives. So there's no argument. James is not talking about a faith plus works. He's talking about faith that produces works. He's not saying you have to have faith and then also do good things, and if you don't do enough good things, God won't save you. He's saying you have to have faith, and that faith is going to result in changes in your life. And if you don't see any changes in your life, then you should question whether that faith is real. Chuck Swindoll talks about this and repeats some of what we've been saying already. He focuses on the fact that Paul is, is focusing on the root of faith and James on the fruit of faith, that Paul focuses on God's part, James is focusing on man's response. Now, for all of us, as we talk through this, faith, genuine faith, and what that means in my life, what that works out in my life, there's some personal challenges here. If I claim to be saved, on what am I basing my salvation? Is it on some emotion I had a long time ago? Is it on some feeling that I had? Is it on some intellectual belief in God and it's never made one bit of difference in my life? I've never done one thing different because I say I have faith. Never changed one thing, chosen not to do one thing. James writes to say, if that's where you are, you should question whether your faith is genuine. Just attending church is not enough. Just knowing some verses in the Bible is not enough. Faith is about trusting God. And trust changes what you do. If I claim to be saved, on what am I basing my salvation? What evidence is there that salvation by faith is real in my life? Now, none of us are perfect. All of us are still growing to become more and more like Jesus Christ. So we're not talking about perfection here. We're talking about growth. Now, if you haven't yet been saved, if you haven't yet crossed the line and said to Jesus Christ, I want to begin a relationship with you, a new relationship with you. The question is, what are you going to base your salvation on? Are you hoping somehow to stand before God someday and have enough good works to balance out the bad works in your life and you'll be saved based on that? That's not salvation. Are you hoping to have some good thoughts about faith to get you to a place where you think, well, maybe God's going to honor me now. Even though you've not trusted him in your life, at least you've gone to church and you've thought some about Jesus. James is writing to say, that won't save you either. Genuine faith is trust in God. And genuine trust in God changes your life. As I talk through this, I think to most of us, this makes sense. The, the way that Paul talks about it and James talks about it. For most people that I talk to in this understanding of what James 2 is talking about when he talks about faith and works, the most difficult verse to understand is verse 24. In verse 24, as James is talking about Abraham, he says, so you see that Abraham was justified by his faith and also justified by his works. And we read that and we think, what in the world is he talking about? We try to come to grips with that. Now, now some people in trying to understand what that means say, well, what, what James is talking about here is being justified before men. He was justified before God by his his faith in, in God. He was justified before men. Men saw his faith by what he did. 
That's a possibility, but that's a stretch. Is that really what James is talking about here? I, I more lean towards the idea that this phrase justified by works, you have to understand what it means in its context. Different words, even theological words, can mean different things in different contexts. If, if I use the, if I take the words, uh, hot dog, and I'm at a ball game, and I uh, go to a vendor and I say, I want a hot dog, I, I, that vendor knows what I mean. If I look out on the field and I see someone who's showing off their abilities and I say he is a hot dog, everybody around me knows what that means. It's the same words, they just mean different things. Now, I know hot dog is not a theological term, but I think you know where I'm going here. Justified by works, what does that mean? When Paul says justified by works, he's talking about believing that what you do will save you. And he says we are not ever justified by our works. You, you can never believe that what you do will save you. How could that happen? We're all imperfect, and God is holy. God is perfect. What I do cannot bring me to salvation. What Jesus has done for me, that's what brings me salvation. When Paul says justified by works, he's talking about believing that what you do will save you. When James says justified by works, he's talking about believing you can be saved without it impacting you what you do. Some belief that I, there is some kind of salvation out there that's not going to make one bit of difference in my life. And he's saying, no. You're going to see it somehow. You're going to see it in a person's life. Same phrase used in a different context. Now, this teaching of the fact that what we believe is going to change who we are, this isn't unique to James. Jesus talked about it. Jesus talked about both sides of this, the, the, the grace side and the works side. Jesus, when he talked about works, about the fruit in our life that results from our faith, says in the Sermon on the Mount, by your fruit you shall, by their fruit you shall know them. You're, you're going to see it in a person's life. But he also said to those who relied only on their good works for salvation, the people they fed, the good things they've done, he said, if that's all you've got, at the end I'm going to say, depart from me, for I never knew you. I wanted a relationship with you. You see, genuine faith is a faith that makes a difference in my life. Now let me come to one final question and then we'll pray together. As a believer in Jesus Christ, if you're already a believer and you're listening to this, one of the things I'm sure you're thinking is, is there enough evidence in my life? I, I see the imperfections. I see the sins. I, I see the fact that sometimes I take three steps forward and two steps back, and I wonder if I'm really growing some days. Do I have genuine faith in Jesus Christ? Well, here's the question. Do you trust him? And is that trust in him changing your life? Do you have a love for God's word that wasn't there before? Do you have a dependence on prayer that wasn't there before? Do you relate to people differently? I know you're not perfect yet. We're never going to get there on this planet. But are you changing? Are different things happening in your life? If, if you find yourself not being able to see evidence for the faith that you put in Jesus Christ in your life, one of two things is happening. Either that faith wasn't genuine in the first place, it was just an intellectual idea, or you're saying no to the promptings of the Holy Spirit on a daily basis, on a constant basis. Whatever the reason, the answer is the same. Trust Jesus Christ. Trust Him in a new and fresh way right now. In fact, as we pray, I want to pray that we do just that. Would you pray with me? And if you're thinking, I'm not sure I have a genuine faith, settle it right now. Say to Jesus Christ, Jesus, I want to have genuine faith in you. The kind of faith that changes who I am. I'd like to become perfect overnight. I know that won't happen, but I do want to be growing. Different relationships, different passions, different interests, different priorities. Jesus Christ, change me. 
forgive me and then grow me to be the, be the person you want me to be. And if you, if you are seeing fruit, if you are seeing difference in your life because of Jesus, thank him. Take a minute to say, thank you, Jesus, for what you're doing that I could never do. Thank you for the difference that faith makes in my life on a daily basis. In your name I pray, amen. Well, join us next week. We're going to take a look together at James chapter 3. 